You're listening to the Slavic Literature Pod, your shelf-help guide to all things Slavic. I'm Cameron Lalana. And I'm Mac Arismovich. And today we are covering Part 1, Chapter 27 of Vasily Grossman's Life and Fate. And we continue Ludmilla's uh, steamboat. Not, actually, I think it may be a steamboat. A uh, steamboat ride down the Volga River to Saratov, this time with some with a smaller crowd as most of the passengers have gotten off uh, in Kuibyshev. So Ludmilla is left to herself, presumably the soldiers, and her grief. And we'll be talking about that a lot over the next couple of days. Matt, why don't I throw it over to you? That's kind of what we're talking about or what you wrote about today. Yes, I found it to be a very anxiety-inducing chapter, reading about it. Um, just, I think that we're all looking towards, not looking forward to, but just rather looking towards this reuniting of mother and son of Ludmila and Tolia, and this is what everything is building towards, and so every chapter that Grossman doesn't reintroduce this to you, or doesn't you know, allow us to see how this kind of works itself out is it feels very frustrating and it feels probably equally frustrating to Ludmilla, right? So um, I think that there is this, this first line as she's kind of looking at, at seeing the city and she's talking about the silhouettes of the factories began to appear together with small huts uh, in houses with iron roofs. And it just kind of, I don't know, it's just this very shadowy depiction of how everything looks. It's not, um, she's not seeing everything clearly. Everything is kind of enshrouded, I guess. And it has this kind of strange sense permeating in it. It's it's almost ominous, I would say. And this is, of course, just, again, the way it is filtered through her perspective, her point of view, which is, I would assume, very anxious. Uh, I would be if I was her. And like we said, based on the fact that she embarked on this journey packing no food or uh, rations or anything it seems like she is as well yeah for sure and we've mentioned before that the environment morphs around her morphs around her emotions uh, her her grief in this case and i also wanted to draw that out into looking back on how other characters are written in this case we have a pretty good idea of the landscape that ludmilla is looking at i'd say we have a pretty good sense of the city or of kwebyshev of the environment beyond the steamboat itself but, and I think it's interesting how to look at how that is so present and so alienating. The human element, which is usually so present in Grossman's work, is distant, with the exception of the soldiers, right? I mean, here in this chapter, literally all the passengers are gone, leaving Ludmilla alone. And I, I think your characterization is correct. It's very anxiety inducing. inducing. And compare that against, say, at the beginning of the book, the camp where beyond the first chapter, you don't have that great of a sense of what the camp actually looks like. You have a great sense of the emotional life of the camp. You know the exact words that all these nationalities share and understand without needing to translate. And you understand where their common bonds are and you understand where those common bonds are broken. But here, none of that's relevant. All that's relevant or all that's noticed by Ludmilla, I should say, is this imposing landscape looming over her this vast empty place 
even when there are people around, they they get little mention, a comparatively little mention compared to, you know, going back again to the camps and other scenes, which we've all been seeing has been going through. But as we're talking about Ludmilla's perception morphing the environment, I would invite you also to look back and see how other characters' perceptions have also morphed their environment, not just in terms of like what they're specifically mentioning, but also like what are the things we're bringing in here? What are the elements we're focusing on? And what elements are we just not talking about? Whereas another character, maybe we bring that up quite often. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the kind of end of the chapter is, uh, I guess, her semi-unresolved resolution, which is that she she thinks that this this feeling will go away and she'll be able to breathe more easily now that, you know, she's, as it says, she's among people bound together by the same grief and the same labor. Or so she thinks it will be. We'll see next chapter that it's not going to work out exactly as she expects. Um, in probably no way as she expects, I guess. Um, <laughs> right. So th this is just a, a good move by, by Grossman in terms of the narrative. It kind of gives you some insight into how Ludmilla thinks as a character. And then we'll see how the narrative goes from here. I already alluded to it. It'll go a little bit differently <laughs> than how she's thinking, <laughs> but it's it, it makes for 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 an interesting kind of twist and turn, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And we hope, I think, unless there's anything else you wanted to cover, uh, you'll hear from us again soon. <laughs> <laughs>